Welcome to There is Power in Your Story podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Veronica Hardy. To learn more about me, this podcast, or my book, A Letter to My Sisters, please visit my website, drveronicahardy.com. Our guest today is A.J. Gerler, who is an artist, an influencer, and an author of a new and imaginative book titled Frank. Frank is an 11-year-old with an interest in science, has trouble making friends, and sets out on an amazing journey of discovery. Tune in to learn about the power of creativity, making the right choices, and attaining the goal of becoming a published author. Could you tell our audience a little about yourself, both personally and professionally, or maybe something that they would not see on your resume? Sure. My name is AJ Gurler, and I am uh, actually an author and a visual artist. I am personally a big fan of science, and creativity is my superpower. (laughs) People say that I'm funny and I'm such an easy person to talk to, but also I'm brutally honest at the same time. And finally, as a personal note, I'm a proud big sister and I'm so lucky to have such a loving, caring and very supportive partner. So in terms of professional life, I studied geological engineering in college because of my love for science. But I realized spending my whole time in labs or field was not something I wanted for the rest of my life. So I started teaching English to international students in 2011. It was so much fun to help them communicate in English so that, you know, they could get a better job, they could travel or study abroad. Then because I think I like working hard, I have had like progressively higher positions in every school I worked at. And finally, I was the school director in the beginning of this year at a very prestigious English school in Boston. But, you know, my creative side was constantly itching. (laughs) Like, it was always there. And when the pandemic hit, and just like the millions of other Americans, I was laid off temporarily, that moment changed everything and gave me the opportunity to finally publish my book that I had been working on for years and open my own art business. And finally, I have been doing my master's degree in critical and creative thinking at UMass Boston since January 2019. Wow, just hearing this, again, about who you are personally and professionally, you have done a lot. <laughs> and, and I'd be interested in hearing more about, about this degree that you're currently pursuing and how you may have used that to, I guess, integrate it into your own creativity. Yeah, sure. Um, well, you know, it's not a very well-known master's degree. You know, it's not like MBA or it's not, uh, you know, psychology, but it's critical and creative thinking. So this department at UMass Boston is a gem. If you ask me, their courses have been amazing so far. I've learned a lot and I find them really, really inspiring. For example, um, in creative thinking class, we learned a lot about the definition of creativity, the common attributes of creative people, who, who are these creative people and 
what is common in, among these people and how the creative process works. Um, then critical thinking class comes and we learned so much about power of listening, internal reflection of our own thinking, how to analyze information in possible different ways and how people's filtering systems work uh, in a very different way. In addition to those cognitive psychology, creative blocks, philosophy, and creativity and organizational change, these were the classes that I took. And they gave me the opportunity to see uh, my weaknesses and strengths as human beings. So creative people struggle a lot emotionally because with our artwork, we expose ourselves. It's like being stripped naked in front of our audience because our art is our soul are thinking and they constantly criticize what they see so there are many people who like it for sure and appreciate it but there also are many who will hate it so as a creator when you create and present this to your audience you become the most vulnerable person on earth so this program overall taught me how to balance those emotions in me when I am for example writing or when I'm making art now I'm much more aware of the source of my fears, my joy, and my good and bad performance. So, yeah. I like hearing about what underlies that degree and how it has influenced you. It also sounds like it promoted quite a bit of self-reflection. So thank you for sharing about that degree. Thank you. Also, you're engaged in several, several creative opportunities. Um, one of those, to my understanding, is also being a YouTube influencer. <laughs> Could you share with our listeners how you got involved in this and what would they see if they went? What is your focus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but first of all, being a YouTuber is a hard work. <laughs> I know it looks so easy from the other side. Believe me, I thought the same. But if you want to create a good creative like video that like something that actually people can benefit from then it's taking a lot of time and effort um i have an art channel edgar art my name and last name art in eight to 15 minute long videos i try to teach drawing and painting techniques and give tips to artists about many different kinds of mediums i also do some product reviews as well so several kinds of channels out there you know and they are in a similar format but i think i have a unique style with a different standard for example i show my audience my mistakes and show them how to fix them many artists cut those mistakes out during the editing part because they don't want to seem like they're making mistakes you know but i want to show my audience that it is okay to make mistakes and practice really makes perfect I also don't mind um, throwing a joke here and there and make fun of my own accent, for example, because on the contrary to common belief, I think creating something is stressful. I know, I know they say that it's therapeutic and like it just it helps you relax. That's true in, in some sense, but it's actually also very stressful. So what I'm trying to do is ease that stress so that the artist can focus on the fun part. Um, I use my YouTube channel also to create a beautiful art-loving community and also to promote my Patreon website. That's where I real-time fully narrated drawing and painting tutorials. So they range between two to eight hours. 
they're pretty long and I constantly explain my process step by step so the artist can draw with me and I actually try to kind of invite them to my Patreon on my YouTube so and it's patreon.com slash if any artists um, are interested. So what I have is you are pursuing your master's degree. You're also a YouTube influencer on Patreon. You have your website that you're maintaining. But in addition to all that, you have a book publication coming out. And I'm really excited to talk about this and for our listeners to hear about your process in writing and publishing. So could you tell us your book title first and then tell us about the book? Of course. Um, Thanks so much for mentioning my book. My book title is Frank. Frank is a sci-fi book for middle grade readers um, aging 7 to 12. The story of Frank is an interesting one. Uh, I have always wanted to write a book always and in 2017 I was finally financially and emotionally in a place that I had you know had space and time to actually sit down and write a book but I didn't know exactly what to write about Uh, that was a challenge I just knew that I had to have a good story so one day in November I think in November 2017 I was at a bus stop it was cold in Boston and I was waiting for the bus near my home and suddenly in my mind a 10 to 11 year old white boy appeared he had red hair freckles and giant red glasses he was looking at me and I said hi Frank (laughs) and I don't know where that name came from really but definitely he was Frank (laughs) so after that brief introduction that we just met and uh, at in the evening of that the same day I went to a coffee shop and wrote the first 10 pages I knew he was a science nerd, having trouble making friends, and I knew I wanted to give him a loving, caring family, but also he had to have an issue so that we can have actual story, right, in the book. So um, can I explain very quickly, like, what the book is about? And Absolutely. Sure. Okay, thank you. He accidentally learns that he's adopted. So he feels hurt because he didn't know this before. And he goes into his closet, which is a big closet full of everything that he loves. He has Star Wars figures, his tablet, his books and posters. And he throws a tablet with anger against the wall and he creates this hole. And then he realizes this giant hole behind the wallpaper and he crawls in. And at the end of this tunnel, he talks to a guy his age named Andy. So they somehow managed to talk face to face. I'm not going to explain everything. but And there, Frank realizes that Andy's house is the exact replica of Frank's. But everything is so different. They finally realize that they belong to different universes. So Andy and Frank complete each other if he, uh, as they are opposite characters. Frank is a science kid lacking social skills and Andy has a cheerful personality and he easily makes friends. He's great at reading social cues, for example. And one day they decide to go on a journey together to find Frank's birth parents. And Frank thought if they didn't want me in this, my universe and maybe they will want me in Andy's. And then they start their journey with their backpacks and 
everything is so much fun in the beginning because especially for Frank because everything is so different and beautiful but then things hmm, start to get dangerous and they will have to figure out a way to find what they're looking for so that's the whole story and what makes Frank different from other middle grade books if you ask me is that you see in every chapter like Frank mentions a scientific fact in a very natural and fun way. And that makes Andy even more curious to learn more. In the end, I think Frank leaves the reader with feelings of passion and love for family, friendship, and science. <laughs> mm. Thank you for giving us insight into the book. And it sounds like it can be a great learning experience. It, it um, you shared about how they are searching for something. They have to figure out how to get to a certain place. And that kind of equates to life for me when I think about it, of how we might have certain goals in place or intentions. And then we have to figure out, well, what are the steps that we need to take there? And I, I kind of hear that that in this book. So I'm looking forward to its publication. Oh, thank you. And, <laughs> and with that, do you know the um, possible publication date, when that'll be taking place? Yes, December 1st. This year, it's December 1st is the release date. Mm -hmm. Great. And with publishing, I think it would be interesting if we were able to hear about the publishing process that you went through. And I know there are many ways to go about publishing today. So it would be good to hear about some of the steps that you took. Sure. Um, after I finished my book, my manuscript, I sent it to two different editors first. And meanwhile, I drew the illustrations in my book and the cover, just with paper and colored pencils, really. Then I sent these drawings to, because I'm an artist too, you know, I, I need to have more in the book. Then I sent these drawings to someone I hired um, so that she could turn them into digital illustrations. So this took about two months after I received my edited manuscript and illustrations, then came the publishing part. I took the in the publishing road. Um, I didn't do traditional publishing and I will explain you later. Uh, and I worked with Book Baby every day. Now you see that there are more and more self-publishing companies are merging. And I really did my research and I thought that Book Baby would be the best publisher to work with because I mean, I don't want to do their, you know, promotion here, but I just want to share my own experience so maybe it can help others. They had great customer service, first of all. You can actually talk to an actual person and ask anything you want, and they always answer the phone. Then they give you an account in their website that you can actually control everything about your book before and after the publication. And they're also, I think, I think, according to my research, the most profitable one so far because I gained 70 to 100% of my Amazon ebook sales in royalties and 12% on my printed books, which actually is, I know it doesn't sound very high, but I also lowered my price of my book a little bit. That's why. And this is a great deal that I couldn't find anywhere else. And first I got in touch with them on the phone and they sent me a guide with price information distribution information and such. Then I went back and forth with my questions so many times and they were always very helpful. And finally, I submitted my manuscript in the middle of June this year, 
and you know they sent me the proofs in three weeks and I suggested some changes in those proofs and after a few back and forth and finally it was ready for uh, publishing in August with all the formatting and the cover design and all so I was really happy with the end result yeah and, and it sounds like a pretty streamlined process good communication between you and the publisher and I'm, I'm sure all of that helped I was thinking let's go a little bit deeper in talking about publishing what would you say are some pros and cons between traditional versus self-publishing? Oh boy, I don't know where to start. <laughs> so, um, first of all, I want to say this. I think self-publishing is on the rise. And I see that still many people are uneasy about it and hesitant about it. And this happens all the time with a new initiative. So, for example, when Wikipedia first came out, there were suspicions. Now everyone uses it. When, let's say, Uber first came out, everybody was hesitant to use it, but look at today. So this is what is happening right now with self-publishing. I think it is going to become huge and more organized, both. Um, but let me talk to you about both traditional and self-publishing. They both have pros and cons. And I think the choice is the authors because they know what is best for them at the end of the day. So first, let's talk about traditional publishing. Pros, well, you don't pay for editing or distribution, but then there's a huge amount of cut on your royalties from both the publisher and agent, but you don't pay for editing. You don't have to find an editor. So that's a, pro, uh, that's a plus. Your book will be more respected because this will, if you have a publisher, this will mean that you won the race through among the thousands of others who are rejected every day. That shows something. Publishers work with high quality editors, so probably you won't have grammar, spelling errors, or typos in your book. Another one is publishers have a wide range of retailers that they work with, so your book will be available to be sent to those retailers, including local bookshops. And the production cost is low, meaning your book price can be low, meaning it can help you in the competition. Let's talk about the negative sides of traditional publishing. Well, you need to find an agent first. And I think that's a challenge. The, the agent is a person who will represent you and find you a publisher and editor, but they're overworked. You need to prepare a very catchy and impressive query letter and summary of your book that they will pay attention to. So they get tens, maybe hundreds of queries a day. So let's say that they like your story, they will request time to read your book, this can take months, and in the end they might say that they didn't like it, or they might ask for some changes. So let's say they liked it, they might not find a publisher that is interested. So let's say they find one publisher for you, which is very likely, um, publishers will have the full 100% control over your book through a contract including the rights to change the writing, cover design. They might even demand a series in a certain amount of time. For example, they can ask you to write a second book or a third book in a year. And let's say if your, make, if your book makes it to Hollywood, when subsidiary rights such as film rights are sold, then the author and publish 
almost always split the cash received 50-50. So this gives a tremendous amount of rights into publishers' hands. Another um, negative side is you will get a lot of rejections from agents and most of them are form emails and sometimes you don't get any answer at all and this is really, really discouraging. Traditional publishers and agents care about what is trendy and what is selling right now. So some agents that I reached out straightforward, for example, told me that if my protagonist was a female or a people, uh, one of the people of color, then they would be interested. But, you know, I didn't have that. <laughs> I already had written my book. So publishers has uh, all the rights, as I told you. So you might need to hire a lawyer to learn about your rights. I highly recommend it. Another negative part is you sell more than self-publishing method, which is very true, which is a you know positive thing, but you also make less royal in royalties. So from, for example, a paperback sales, you might get approximately seven to 8% of the cover price. It's much higher in self-publishing. And finally, even though you're in traditional publishing, you're expected to run your own marketing campaign for your book. Even agents right now, they're looking at, at if you have a website, a blog or social media presence to promote your own book. So considering that most writers tend to be introverts, this makes it a really tough one, uh, to be honest, for writers. Let's talk about self-publishing. Uh, I think the one of the most important positive sides of self-publishing is you have all the control over your book and your book sales. Another one is you get paid more per your book sales. For example, for ebooks, seven to hundred percent. Uh, you get back on for soft cover, maybe 12 to 30%. Remember, it was 7 to 8% in traditional publishing. Another positive side is you have the freedom to write about any genre you want. Um, you don't have to be trendy. And you're taking the risk of not to sell. You know, it's your decision. There are also many self-publishing companies right now out there to help you with editing, cover design, and formatting. That's a very, very big plus. Another positive side about self-publishing is that you can run your own giveaways, other marketing campaigns you can do, and even you can organize your events the way you want. But there are also, of course, some you know cons for <laughs> self-publishing. For example, because there isn't any supervision over the writing. There is no way to know if the book is full of grammatical errors or typos, or the book has weird characters or outdated plots. And this is why people still have trust issues with self-published books, and I get that. But hear, it, hear me out. So these days, self-published books are as cheap as a coffee of, a cup of coffee and they have a look inside feature everywhere in Amazon as well. So you can actually read through the first 10 or 15 pages. And then also there are reviews. People make, they, you know, write reviews about these books. And self-publishers are not rich people, so they're not going to hire people to write good reviews for them. And Amazon is really, really uh, strict about these kind of reviews as well. So if you read the reviews, if you look inside the book, and if the book is 
it's affordable, I think you're not risking much. And I don't think that there will be a, this trust issue anymore soon enough uh, with self-published books. Another negative side is more, it, they are more expensive. The, the problem is you sell print on demand. So they can't print in bulk. So what happens is that when they order one book, they print one book and they send this one book. So this increases the sales price of your book, of course. And finally, you can't reach many retailers as much as you do in the traditional publishing, which is true. But also this is slowly becoming a myth. Yes, you still have a very difficult time getting your physical book in local bookshops. You have to physically go there or phone them or make a deal. And it won't be possible without an arrangement with them. But, for example, Book Baby works with different retailers worldwide. And my books are available there. For example, Barnes & Noble has my book. Uh, Foils and Waterstones in the United Kingdom has my book. Uh, physical book, I mean. So I don't think this is going to be a big deal soon either. And if you realize, although uh, we writers love local bookshops, and the readers as well i think they're slowly dying and it's more e-book right now it's more ordering online kind of uh, market right now for books so that's it those are the all pros and cons i can tell so far and i did research a lot so hopefully this will help somebody who's planning to publish their book yes i believe those pros and cons will be very helpful for our listeners and them being able to navigate these systems and knowing what to look for. And you again, you were comparing those pros and cons between the traditional and the self-publishing. And I know when I published my book, I ran into some of the same barriers and situations that you did. And I ended up publishing with a, it was referred to as a hybrid publisher, meaning a, a blend of the traditional and self-publishing. So my publisher was Westbo Press, which is a division of Thomas Nelson and Zondervan, which focused on basically Christian-focused books. And um, I really enjoyed that experience working with them. They had a, a great editor. I thought I could write fantastic, but when the editor got their hands on it, it was something else. So there was still <laughs> a lot more work to do around it. But I appreciated that flexibility, like you mentioned, that flexibility of the being involved, making some, a lot of the decisions, mostly most of the decisions, and then having these great supports throughout the process too. Absolutely. And uh-huh. thank you again for sharing those pros and cons. And I know that information is going to be helpful for our listeners, especially those who are interested in writing and are uncertain of what is the first step. You were mentioning the different locations where your book can be found. Now, if someone wanted to purchase your book, how could they go about doing so? Right. So my book is available for purchase now, the um, paperback version on store.bookbaby.com. And Frank is available in both paperback and ebook format for pre-order right now on amazon.com as i said before my book release date is december 1st so they will be receiving their books by december 1st 
I think it would be a great Christmas gift for their kid, if you ask me. And if they go to Amazon and just type in Frank and my name and last name, or even just my name, E-C-E, like AJ, in Amazon search, and you'll find it. Right now, uh, the paperback price is $13.99, and ebook price is $2.99. And as a Black Friday sale, I have a 40% off coupon if you order from my book baby store. So it becomes basically $8.06. So for the coupon, they can go to my website, www.edgegurlar.com. And, and like you mentioned previously, you're also an artist, YouTube influencer on Patreon. So if someone wanted to reach out to you just, just about you and the many things that you do, what would be the best way to do so? I think it would be my website, uh, com. You can reach out to me from the contact page there. Or, you know, they can email directly to me at contact at com. And also, you know, I am very, very active on social media. So please follow me on Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram page is Ejigular Author. And my Facebook group is Ejigular's Book Club. And AJ, it's been a joy talking <laughs> to you. If, if yeah. you were to share any closing thoughts or had a final tip to share with our listeners, what would that be? I will have four very short <laughs> tips if you don't mind so please 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 make sure your book is edited by at least two professional editors because no matter how many times you read your manuscript you won't realize your own mistakes your eyes are too familiar with it and I know it is expensive but it is worth the money really the second tip is, if you're thinking about writing a book, learn about marketing. Whether traditional or self-publishing doesn't matter. You will need to promote your own book. Um, book Baby gave me many free books on marketing, so it was very, very helpful. I really appreciate that. But there are so many free resources out there on the internet as well. It is hugely important to put your book out there because nobody will find it if you don't put it out there. Another one is don't let anyone demotivate you because they will. Uh, agents or your friends or family, some of them will not even read your book. But creative business is all about motivation. And if you want to traditionally publish, for example, don't give up. And with the critiques, don't give up because not everybody will love your book. And make sure you submit um your queries for the traditional publishing to at least 100 agents because, you know, J.K. Rowling was rejected by loads of agents and even one publisher told her to take writing lessons. And also, mind you, when she applied, um, when she submitted those queries to the agents, fantasy young adult or middle grade books were not trendy either. So it took her a very long time to find somebody you have to fearlessly try, and then finally you will succeed, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And my final tip is if you're thinking about writing, don't think. Just sit down and start. It doesn't even have to be a full page. Just start it, and you will see how it's going to affect you. You want to write more after you start, so you will thank me later. <laughs> 
thank you for those tips. And even more so, thank you for being on There's Power in Your Story podcast. We will be looking forward to that December 1st publication date. And like you said, people can pre-order. My hope is to have you back again, just to see how your process is going with the book and all of the other uh, involvements that, that you're in. I would love to. I love your podcast, Veronica. I really love. So I would love to come back. <laughs> so thank you so much.